Time for cringe from the fringe. Uh, this is our third in the series. The first first one was really spooky. We played all of those uh, awful telephone calls to uh, Congressman John Stupak, who voted for the health bill, even though he had said he wouldn't without some sort of uh, reservation against abortion, which he got the president to sign anyway the next day. But nobody was listening. They just vilified him. And then last week we had Ted Nugent with his pig rap talking about killing pigs and that it, the health bill was a pig bill and the p- pigs had to be killed. It was it was pretty piggy. This week it's a little more mainstream. We're going to present you the... The deep thinking of the the third most listened to talk show host in America. Michael Savage, time for Cringe from the Fringe. There's a conspiracy to establish a one-world government. The infrastructure is in place. That's why even George Soros, who put the puppet in, got mad and he said, gee, he didn't nationalize the banks. See, even he got pissed off. He didn't move fast enough. I fear for the preschool children today who will be the indentured servants of the future communist state of America, wholly dependent upon the future Obama for their livelihood, for their sustenance. This guy has only been in power one year. The thugs around them have only had maximum power for a year. The thugs around them have not yet maximized their grab over all of the aspects of society. The thugs around Obama will not only keep him in office for the four years, but if the Republicans continue to disrespect and to try to co-opt the Tea Party movement, Obama's going to win again, particularly if the schmuck Republicans run Sarah Palin. That's the end of the road. After Obama wins a second term, which let's say it happens, I can guarantee you, either within this term or within the next term, he will he will uh, grant amnesty to 30 million illegal aliens and all of their in- relatives, how many they want to bring in. Hell yeah, he'll put them, yeah, but they're not supposed I can guarantee you he will turn us into a third world nation overnight with the signing of a pen. The minute they do that, the Democrats have a supermajority amongst voters forever, for the rest of this century and beyond. Well, there's a lot of people in the Obama administration wondering when they should declare that China is a currency manipulator. Not child abuser, but it has kind of an, the same sort of sense internationally. They are manipulating their currency. According to the uh, United States Treasury, and people have known this for years, including the Chinese government, they have kept the value of their yuan, their their money, down by 40%. That makes um, exports to the United States and other large markets relatively cheap and makes imports from places like us really expensive. And we've let them do it because in exchange they've done things like buy a trillion dollars worth of our bonds and not say whether they're worth what they're paying for or not. It's just kind of like a quiet thing. We'll keep our money really, really, really cheap and we want ask you how much your money is worth. It's it's a deal, but it's falling apart. And the, the Obama administration is saying, look, we can do this. We can declare you a, a manipulator, and then there's all these sanctions, yada, 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 yada. But we'd rather come to some other kind of understanding. If they float the yuan and it went up 10%, 20%, 30%, it would have a huge effect on world markets. All of a sudden, our stuff, the stuff that we still make, <laughs> whatever's left, goes over there at a much more competitive price. And all those soccer balls made by Chinese prisoners suddenly become more expensive. They cost 18 cents a piece instead of 12 cents a piece or something like it. Or maybe you have to buy two fewer pairs of designer jeans a week. Whatever it is, it's going to get more expensive to live off of Chinese goods. But here's the problem. 
If the Chinese appreciate the value of their currency, it means that all of the pensions that they owe and all of the state allotments that they're committed to suddenly are costing them a lot more money, at least in relationship to the dollar. And if they appreciate the yuan, it relatively depreciates the U.S. dollar, of which they own a trillion I mean, that's a lot of bucks. You can't walk out of that in suitcases. It takes years to get out of the room with that much money. And all of a sudden, it's going to be worth considerably less. Currency manipulation. How do we let this go on? How in the world do we allow ourselves to be manipulated by world currency? Good question. And here's the good news. I don't have an answer, but I'm going to find one. Well, I'm going to find an answer to that, I hope. But I'm certainly not going to find it on... Chinese internet because they're just blocking all kinds of information. I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to be able to see through the Great Firewall, then I'm, maybe I should be eating more carrots. So I, what about how do I get carrots in China? So I go up and, on Chinese internet and I Google carrot and I get a blank screen. And that's because carrot in Mandarin, and I'm probably not doing that any justice, may seem innocuous enough, but it contains the same Chinese character as the surname of President Hu Jintao, President Hu Carrot. And the computers long programmed to interpret Chinese language searches on the nation's leaders uh, substitute an error message for the search result before it can sneak into a mainland computer. Oh, no. Today, China censors everything from the traditional print press, this is from the New York Times, to domestic and foreign internet sites, from cell phone text messages to social networking services, from online chat rooms to blogs, films, and email. It even censors online games. But that's not all. Not content to just block all those dissonant views, the government increasingly employs agents to peddle its views online in the guise of impartial bloggers and chat room denizens. And increasingly, it is backing uh, state-friendly clones of Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all such foreign sites which have been blocked there forever. Here's what the president of China has to say about this. I think this will put us at ease. Whether we can cope with the Internet is a matter that affects the development of socialist culture, the security of information, and the stability of the state. This is what President Hu Carrot said in 2007. Well, it's a huge machine they're putting together to block the Internet. A huge machine. And this is the difference between a free society, America, and a few others, and unfree societies like China. I mean, they can, they can make all the soccer balls with their teeth in prison that they want to, but if they don't have the Internet, they're just not living in the real world. So here it goes. They have this huge, huge system of censorship that uh, it's a vast state uh, um, uh, apparatus that uh, monitors and surveils the Internet in every city, Wherever you have an internet connection, this is according to Xiao Keng, an analyst of China's censorship system, who's at the University of California, Berkeley. Through that system, they get to every major website with content. Under a 2005 state council regulation, personal blogs, computer bulletin boards, and even cell phone text messages are deemed part of the news media subject to sweeping restrictions on their content. Yeah, they are, you know. Chat messages are news media. It's people talking to each other. The Chinese have every reason to be afraid of all those chat messages. They do, because it's going to bring them down. 
The Ministry of, uh, of Industry and Information Technology tried last year to expand automated censorship nationwide through mandatory green damn software that could remotely update lists of banned topics. Green dam. What about that dam that they uh, they built in the middle of China and threw what millions of people out of their homes so that they could create electric power? And who could say no? So now it's a green dam. Little ears on your uh, internet and uh, in your cell phone looking for you to say carrot. What do I think of Chairman Carrot? Another strategy is manipulation. In recent years, local and provincial, provincial officials have hired armies of low-paid commentators to monitor blogs and chat rooms for sensitive issues that uh, then spin online comment in the government's favor. These people are like paid very low wages and they sit around all day responding to criticism in blogs and websites. Mr. Zhao, the guy from Berkeley, says in in Xiaozhou, a city southwest of Beijing, they deployed 35 internet commentators and 120 police officers to defuse online attacks on the local police after a traffic dispute. This is insane. This is anthill electronic insanity. By flooding uh, chat rooms with pro-police comments, the team turned the tone of online comment for negative to positive in just about 20 minutes. That's about all the time they've got. Because according to one official newspaper editor who refused to be named, why am I not surprised, propaganda authorities now calculate that confronted with a public controversy, local officials have a window of about two hours to block information and flood the web with their own line before the reaction of citizens is beyond control. That means the Chinese government has only two hours. They've only got two hours to put their great big finger in the great big hole in that great big dike that abuts the great big information highway. Yeah, I'm being tough on the Chinese tonight. <laughs> I've hardly begun. Here's a tough one to read. Again, the gray lady. A crusading Chinese human rights lawyer whose disappearance more than a year ago caused an international outcry said Wednesday that he was abandoning his once prominent role as a government critic in hopes of being allowed to return and reunite with his family. In his first interview since he resurfaced two weeks ago, the lawyer Gao Zhiheng said he did not wish to discuss his disappearance and whether he had been held and mistreated by the authorities. He appeared thinner and more subdued than the stocky, pugnacious civil rights defender of the past, though he said his health was fine. Mr. Zhao said the ordeal had taken a toll on him and his wife and two children who secretly fled China early last year to escape relentless harassment by the police. He disappeared into the custody of police security personnel shortly thereafter. He said, I don't have the capacity to persevere. Sitting straight back in a tea house near his apartment in northern Beijing. On the one hand, it's my past experiences, it's also that those experiences greatly hurt my loved ones. This ultimate choice of mine, after a process of deep and careful thought, is to seek the goal of peace and calm. His eyes brim with tears several times when he discussed his family, especially when he described seeing their shoes when he returned home for the first time on Tuesday. I completely lost control of my emotions because, to me, these are the three dearest people in the world, and now... We're like a kite with a broken string, he said. 
Among the most dauntless of a group of human rights lawyers, Mr. Zhao, 44, was a thorn in the Chinese government's side for much of the past decade. He advocated constitutional reform and took on difficult cases involving evangelical Christians and members of the banned Falun Gong spiritual group. He was jailed, tortured, and watched by the police until he disappeared 14 months ago. Vague statements from the government about his whereabouts drew protests by international human rights groups, the United States and British governments, and the United Nations torture investigator. Zhao said uh, his experiences from his previous imprisonment and the run-ins with the police, including a time in 2007 when he recounted that security forces gave him electric shocks in the genitals and placed cigarettes in his eyes, those... Those experiences helped him survive the past 14 months. I want to get China out of my life. It's a tough one. Chinese goods are everywhere. I'm sure if I checked out my labels, half of what I'm wearing or more is Chinese. It's easy enough to go to the grocery store and say, I'm not buying any Chinese vegetables. It's easy to get away with and a good thing too. But I've got to find a way to get China out of my life. I mean, people used to make fun of all the Japanese goods. Japanese don't torture people like this. See, they just don't do it. And I got China all over me. And there's got to be a way to tell these people they've got to stop. This is hideous. This is, this is just not acceptable. So from now on, I am going to de-Chinify myself in some way. I'll give you a progress report on the amount of Chinois that I am um, able to, uh, shall we say, vet from my, my life wardrobe. <laughs>